everything that you ever did as a prank as a kid, well, now you'll end up in jail. Now, it feels like a bit of an exaggeration, but at the same time, how many of these stories have we had over the years in Florida or not where someone throws a hot dog and it's like, assault? AJ9 on VFX this morning with you. It's Friday, finally. Thank goodness. But, okay, so in Florida, surprisingly, right? Not at all. Apparently, the story is two kids were getting ice cream when two other kids, all about teenage age, the four of them, came out and sprayed them with silly string. Now, there's some still details to be worked out, but according to... The report, that's the general gist of what happened. And the two kids that got sprayed called the cops. The cops called their parents. The parents were the ones who decided to press charges. They were charged with assault for silly string. For silly string. And by all accounts, people, witnesses are like, oh, it seemed like these kids knew each other. It was just a harmless prank. When I was a senior in college going into the summer that I graduated, we start, found out and started this game called Water Wars. And the whole idea was that we divided up into teams. And we had like seven, eight teams of 10. We had like 70 or 80 kids playing. And the whole idea was, besides, I think, workplaces and public places, so as to not draw attention, you tried to squirt water. You could use those those uh, balls, the balls, anything you could do, water balloons, whatever, to basically kill the opponent. And you got him. You got a point. They were out of the game for 24 hours. They came back, and there was a running tally. One time, my girlfriend at the time was not on my team. One time, she came over to my house, said, hey, come on outside. I did. Her entire team was hiding behind the bushes, and they just drenched me. And no, I did not once think, and I was mad about it, to be honest with you. I was very upset that she tricked me, and we were not on the same team because she joined late, and I was part of the original team. But no, not once did I think of calling the cops. In all honesty, actually, they went over to a friend of my house because I called all of my friends and said, hey, heads up, these guys are out and about, so be careful. They went over to his house and wandered through his yard and stuff and were trying to get him to come outside and squirt him or whatever, and it didn't work. But that much more morally questionable. But still, no, you don't. No, nothing. It's crazy to me. This, this, These stories continue to come up. Like, I guess intent is part of it, but really, silly string? Silly string. Like, we, I once, in New Mexico, we uh, sticky-noted my boss's car. Well, not assault, but what, like, vandalism? Are you going to call him? Be like, oh, that's vandalism. Now, he came out. He was he was not pleased at the moment. Told us to take care of it. We're like, oh, man. But he was on the, he was on the phone with the boss, so it kind of made sense. Like, it was, not, it was not a good day at that point in time. But, 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 still, not going to call the cops. Be like, oh, I got to report my coworkers for vandalism. Like, this is getting ridiculous. It's probably not a good omen either that that starts the day with Florida not still to come. And actually, speaking of what actually assaults you, how about assaulting the senses? Of course, all of us have seen plenty of people who probably posted statuses that we have just been beyond fed up with. The question is, do you even bother anymore? All right, let's be honest. We've deleted somebody. We've deleted somebody because they've been posting stuff and we've just gotten tired of seeing it. We've all done it. It's Cash Valley Secrets. Let's accept the fact that we've definitely done that. AMs with AJ on VFX. The question is, at this point in time, are you still fighting the good fight or have you just given up? Are you apathetic and it's just over for you? And what I mean by that is like if you see someone post something totally bogus, are you going out of your way to correct it? With respect, obviously, we're not trying to start an argument. You're trying to have a intelligent discussion. Or, or have you just decided to cut all losses?
Uh, Sarah's on the phone. Sarah, what, which way are you going when it comes to that? Yeah, so I think it's the right thing to do. And then, like, even later on, you never know, the person might actually thank you for correcting them. And um, I know this personally because, like, one of my biggest pet peeves is seeing people post on social media. Right. And like inaccurate information. Yeah. It's kind of like, this is not right. Why are you posting it? Uh, okay. So Sarah, technically right. Technically right. Yes. Like it would be ideal in the, in an ideal world, you would be able to go and say, Hey, by the way, here's this sources, calm discussion. And they would be like, Oh, let me partake. And they'd be like, Oh, your evidence is irrefutable. And then maybe there'd be back and forth about your discussion. But the internet doesn't work that way. Like not even mis like not even misinformation, which should be fairly black and white, right? Like I posted a video on TikTok talking about uh, the downside of of main of nerd culture going mainstream, right? And I talked about it because there's so many people that were bullied for their loves, and now there are people who are partaking who are complete jerks. And all I'm doing was just pointing it out and venting about it. Like that was the whole point of the video. And there are people that were just, oh, you're a gatekeeper, you're toxic. And I'm like, what part of pointing it out says you can't partake? I'm just making an observation. But the thing is, is like, there was someone I legitimately, and this is one example, but I get it. But it was like, it was like, oh, are you all riled up because you know you're wrong? And I'm like, I'm riled up because you made bold accusations on the internet, which are not even close. And then when asked to defend your point, you're like, oh, I'm not going to bother. And I'm like, that's the internet as a whole now, right? People just don't feel any almost any repercussions whatsoever for their actions. And so I feel like that's why now, as opposed to fighting the good fight, I don't, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying surround yourself with people who all think the same thing. It's just not worth the argument anymore. I mean, am I wrong? When it, when it comes to bogus things posted, Harold, what do you think? Nah, it's just people behind the screen posting. Who right. really cares yeah. if they post the wrong information? Yeah. It's just something that will embarrass them enough to need to involve myself uh, causing a scene. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, it doesn't matter how good your evidence is and how respectful you could be. I still feel like on the internet, it has just devolved into a shouting match. And sometimes even, I, I kid you not, my biggest pet peeve. It's not even the information thing. It's when you have a discussion. Someone posts something, and then you like try to engage them in a discussion, and then the response is, oh, well, that's my opinion. Well, if you're presented with facts that are opposite, an opinion is is not factual. That's that's what an opinion means. Fact is fact. Opinion is, is thought and preference, not fact. And that the whole, well, that's my opinion, has been you turned into this like conversation, and they're like, well, that's great. I don't think that way. That's not how it works. But... I'm kind of with Harold at this point. Like it, you know, fight the good fight, as it were. But it just seems like it's gotten so toxic on social media that unless you feel like you have a comfort level to talk to those people, and, and look, yeah, I've deleted family over this whole thing. Started like I just don't see the point anymore. I've gotten a discussion with family, and then they've been like, well, you know, and then they change, don't want to have an actual discussion. I'm like, well, you know, guess what? Delete. I don't have to worry about it anymore. You should, however, very clear one more time, not surround yourself with all the same opinions. That is not what we're hoping to achieve. I just understand not wanting to get into an endless argument that's not going to go anywhere. Cash Valley Seekers starting out strong. Actually, Florida not starting out strong because, of course, we've heard about assault with silly string already. So it can only go down from here, obviously. Actually, while we're talking about jerk people... How about the fact that if you drove during lockdown, we can find out one very important thing about you. However, in Utah, surprisingly enough, there's a couple other things that ought to be grouped to the list of what makes you a reckless driver.
A mind-blowing statistic for you. Would you like to guess which way driving fatalities went during the beginning of the pandemic, like when we were locked down? If you guessed up, you'd be correct. And also, weirdly, why did you guess that? It's Gold's Gym Debate at 8 with AJ Knight on VFX. They did, in fact, when lockdown was happening in this country and people were definitely not on the road, right? Nobody was out there. Fatalities and accidents went up. The reason why... Driving during the pandemic told us everything we need to know about you. You don't care about other people while driving. Now you can say, I had places to go and all that, and there are definitely valid excuses. However, the study found, because AAA polled, that the pandemic people who drove during the lockdown were the riskier drivers. So they liked to speed. They liked to tailgate. They liked to do all that. They did while inebriate. Like, that was a consistent Matching quality among all of those people, which is legitimately terrifying. And I got to tell you, again, while there are valid excuses, I think there's more that you could add to the list. How about this? If you drive through the canyon, albeit, again, there are caveats, but if you drive through the canyon during terrible weather, might also be on that list. I remember, so very early on when I moved here to Utah, Ashley and I had tickets to be January, February. We were going to go see the University of Utah play. I want to say it was Oregon, who was like super highly ranked. It was a huge game. And it snowed, and we decided we did not feel comfortable driving through the canyon. We've had some, I don't want to say close calls, some uh, questionable. We're like, ah! So we decided not to. So I asked the next day, okay, so has anybody ever did this? And so many people were not only like, oh, man, nothing would stop me, but they were like beating their chest about the ridiculous conditions they've driven in. And look, if you make it through and you're proud about it, that's one thing. If you actively choose to put yourself in a bad situation and you come out, that's more luck than anything. And Excuse me, sir. Back it down. Back it down. I got another one for you. If you drive at dark or when like it is so gray out and snowing and or raining, you don't turn your lights on. You are also in this group. I don't know that we need to beat this horse to death anymore, but look, Utah, you have a serious issue with, well, I can see you. It's fine. I can't see you, sir. And that's the problem. It's great that you could see me. You could see me crash in. You could, I can't see you. Turn on your freaking lights. At the end of the day, unless you got automatics, again, there's caveats to all these, but unless you got automatics, why, why is it so difficult to go whoop, whoop, twist that twice and have it on? What inconvenience is it having on your life whatsoever? So one thing the pandemic told us is the fact that if you drove during it, you're probably a risky driver, borderline terrible driver, and probably have appeared on Park Narks at least once. <laughs> that last one. It is worth noting. I should be clear. I think we've had two repeat offenders and partners. Somebody on there on there three times. And by all accounts, they attempted to, uh, the narkers attempted to do it to try and finally find something to dissuade this uh, Parker. And apparently they are just all about, they don't care. Their car's just way better than everybody else's. Which, to be honest with you, I actually said this earlier this week. I have yet to be on the road with a Mitsubishi Eclipse that I have not wanted to just be like, come on, just go in the ditch. Just fall into a ditch, please. That would be the greatest thing ever. I don't know if anybody else said that experience, but every Mitsubishi Eclipse is the all, they're the exact same, the exact same. Frankly, that to me, that's the Florida of cars. The Mitsubishi Eclipse is the one that you're like, okay, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not going to take my eyes off because something's definitely going to happen. Regardless... We've got more dumb stories for you today. And remember, out of Florida already this morning, assault with silly string, of course, clearly. 
But this dude who's moved into an apartment, not his, and a guy who said, hey, look at my weed plant. Didn't go well for either of them. For the kids listening, I'm sure, I am sure there are no monsters in the attic, the basement, under your bed. Like, it's good to have your parents check, but just for clarity's sake, because I'm not an enemy of the people. Florida not, AMs with AJ on VFX. Yeah, okay, so there's a dumb one. There's definitely a dumb one. And then there's a terrifying one. Story number one, a guy who was subscribed to a woman who was on OnlyFans decided he was such a fan, he just couldn't have a relationship through the screen anymore. So he found a way to make copy for Key and moved into her attic for a few days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I'm sure, I'm sure there's no monsters in your attic, basement, or trunk. But maybe just maybe check once in a while. Just, just saying. Just check. Snore number two, cops had the easiest arrests ever. Uh, they are flagged down by a man in a Speedo, and he said, look at my pot plant. He wasn't supposed to have that. So basically he said, look at this reason to arrest me. Isn't this great? <laughs> Every once in a while, right, you'll have that moment where it feels like something moved out of the corner of your eye, and you'll look. And of course, there's never anything there. But do you ever feel... Maybe there's that creepy sensation you can watch. Maybe you ought to just check some of the places in your house. Florida Not AMs with AJ at VFX because it's like the second or third story in Florida Not where someone's like hidden in a secret place. And I'm kind of like, well, maybe I ought to check. And I got one of those creepy like water boiler rooms in the basement that looks like it could be part of a Saw movie. And so it's like, because it's story number one. A guy was subscribed to a woman on OnlyFans. And decided he loved her. He's like, no more can I just touch the screen. I have to see you. So he drove to where she lives, which is terrifying. And instead of meeting her, he broke in her house, made a copy of her key, and then moved into her attic and lived in there for several days. Several days. Even more nuts, actually, is the fact that he was released on only a $2,500 cash bail. But, but, but the court does say he's wearing a tracking device and he's not allowed to have go or have any contact with the woman. Still, when's the last time you checked your basement, your attic, or even your trunk? Because that is like that someone could get it and then move and he took pictures of it. Like, ah, just big time ah. On the other side, cops had a much easier uh, job in story number two because they were driving along when a man in a Speedo waved him down. So they pulled over, of course, because they're good people thinking, oh, maybe this guy needs some help. So they pulled over to ask the man what was going on, and he, in his hands, he had a two-foot-tall marijuana plant. The deputies asked him, well, hey, excuse me, sir, that's great and all, but do you have a marijuana card? You know, are you allowed to have that? And he said, I'm working on it. And so he got hauled off to jail. Hey, arrest me. Coming up more and more. Apparently people were bored and really want to see what the inside of a jail looks like. Now. If we were to think about story one, story two, which one's from Florida, generally you go with the dumbest. Story number one is legitimately terrifying. There's no dumb about that. It's sad, but there's no dumb about that. Story number two, to save the mood, is absolutely hilarious because a dude in a Speedo waved down the cops and was like, here's your excuse to haul me off, officers, please, if you couldn't kind. So with that being said, I feel like we have to go with story number two. And if you think that... Correct. Good news, it is. Story number one, actually, the dude drove from Pennsylvania, which is coming up way too much. Pennsylvania, you're in Florida, not too much now. Drove from there to New Hampshire, and now he's not allowed in New Hampshire. I don't know, the state as a whole, like, just legally, because that's where the the girl lives. But, like, it'd just be nice if the state of New Hampshire was like, absolutely not. Like, this guy, mm -mm. 
Mm-mm. Florida not on VFX. Now, I have another crazy story for you. And look, I want to be very clear. I'm not trying to justify a dude wanting his wife to let him sleep with her sister. However, I think initially my reaction was wrong and this dude has a point. Relationships are not the easiest, but I feel like we complicate them way too much. Like, you don't ask your wife to sleep with her sister. That, I feel like, is, feels feels pretty safe that we should all know. Now, I said I wasn't going to defend him. However, I think there's a, lin- there's a little bit of logic in the general idea this dude just executes it completely wrong. It's Ames with AJ at VFX because what's going on on Reddit, a post has gone viral. Because a woman and her husband have been trying to get pregnant and they, they have not been able to. And that's really unfortunate and they really want kids. So, of course... We're lucky that we have advanced in an age of medical technology that there are some other options to help them out. Well, luckily for the wife, her sister, who's a little bit younger, said she would be a surrogate, which is an amazing dedication of her own body and going through all of that. The fella then decided, we could save money. I'll just sleep with her and we'll get it done the old-fashioned way. And that is how, if not divorce, you are just going to be in a situation where you're going to have to do every tiny chore ever because then you're going to be, remember that one time you suggested that. Now, according to the post, which was written by the wife, she says he doesn't know why it's a big deal and it's because he wants kids so bad. Here's the part where I say, okay, I understand, not the sleeping with her part, the idea of trying to do explore alternate methods. That being said... Ironically enough, it's not an area I've explored, but my first thought initially was like, oh my gosh, what an absolute idiot. Like, clearly, this is a guy that you might need to have some questions about continuing this future about. And then I read the save the money thing, and I was like, okay, maybe, just maybe, like, in all honesty, we all know how medical treatments are. If there's a way to bypass the middleman to have your kid... And to save the money, would you not at least explore it? And I and I'm I'm not on the table for him to sleep with his sister-in-law. I want to be very clear. I'm not defending that part because if he if he holds on to that part, that's what he wants to do. And it seems like he is. But I just think that if the notion came up, similar situation for me, I honestly think that would be okay. Let's let's explore it. Like, yeah, is there a way that we can go through the miracle of life? without having to go do the medical treatment since all three parties are here. We're all related. And again, not the part where you get with the sister-in-law. Not that part. That is not the okay part. I just think that this dude is not necessarily wrong for that initial idea. few people online, apparently, Courtney Pulse said, uh, skip, uh, divorce him. Others say skipping IVF, the in vitro, is not crazy, but they should uh, they should go the turkey-based route, which I'm going to be honest, is the first thing I pictured in my head as well. I don't know if that's crazy. Again, ironically enough, I have not looked up how to surrogate pregnancy. Hadn't been really high on my priority list, but I think the guy's got a point in regards to trying to save the money. Seems like, though, for him, that's the clever ploy to, you know, double down on the sisters, and that just flat out isn't okay. This dude was stone cold sober, too, which is nuts. Been a minute, but Friday's Cash Valley Secrets, right? One of my favorite games, and we've got a few confessions to get to. Were they little kid or drunk adult? Same energy, but not always the same story.
Little kid, drunk adult, they all run on the same chaotic energy. The question is, which crazy story happened to which? And for Cash Valley Seekers, one of my favorite games to play, AMs with AJ on VFX. So let's just get to it. Karen, what's your story? So one time I crawled across Main Street Cadillac on my hands and knees, mooing like a cow. Man, what part of Main Street did you crawl across? There's, like, Is it ever not busy? Uh... I mean, certainly you'd have to be drunk adult. There's no way you were unsupervised, right? If you thought that I was a kid when I did this, you would be dead wrong because I was 100% a drunk adult. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured because, like, there's no way. Like, there's no way a kid, especially here, Main Street's never not busy, right? Like, I live by it. Okay, that, Karen, i got to be honest. I think that one was a little bit too easy. Pear, you're up. What, what was your story? So I got stitches um, because I ran down a bowling alley and knocked the pins down with my forehead. Oh, God, that's impressive. Anybody, you go bowling, right? It feels like you step across that lane. You're just going to eat it right there because of the oil on the lane. Uh, kid, right? Because the balance, there's no way you had enough balance as a drunk adult. You got to be a kid. Um, I was a very drunk adult. I thought it'd be funny to slide down the bowling lane and knock over the pins. I ended up cracking my head open, and I had to get 23 stitches. <laughs> so many stitches. That's not okay. So can we collectively agree? Not not like way up there, but bowling is I think a contributor to a surprising amount of injuries. Cuz like if you step across that lane, you're going to eat it if you step into the oil. And then how many times do people and partially I think it's doing stupid stuff, so you're like right on right on course, Perry. But like you're throwing the ball or trying to do stuff between your legs. Like how many times so many times my friends and I I've gone bowling and tried to do like the between legs because we're just goofing around or whatever. And I have smashed that bowling ball right into my leg and just bruised my calf. Every Okay. Bowling is now a new contributor, the under unheralded contributor to injuries. Little kid or drunk adult, Harry, what's your story? I serenaded a donkey and then it kicked me in the stomach. Where did you find a donkey? Uh, I, I was, who, uh, Drunk, drunk adult? Drink, I mean, I, I could definitely see a kid singing to an animal. I'm just confused where you'd find one. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go drunk adult because I don't know how else you find the donkey. I was like a little kid. Really? Uh, I was at a birthday party for my best friend, and they had a donkey, which now I don't know why you'd have a donkey at a birthday Fair party. Question. But I was singing happy birthday, and I was in the donkey's face because I thought it was so funny. It got agitated and kicked me in the stomach. And like, <laughs> as I cried, everybody else laughed at me, including my parents. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, because now I'm laughing. Okay, the number one rule for any animal, right, is don't get in its face. We can collectively acknowledge that. Right, and for your question, I mean, a petting zoo, ride the donkey? My parents were not at that level. I feel like that's a level of wealth that my parents didn't have to get live animals there pin the donkey you got the fake donkey that's the best you could do okay uh little kid or drunk adult we've been saving them for a minute so we've got more stories to get to same chaotic energy but which one pulled it off it's a little bit tougher than you think it is little kid drunk adult it's the same kind of chaotic energy and they end up in similar stories i once ran into a tree cracked my head open and had to have stitches put in it little kid Games with AJ on VFX. So let's continue the stories for Cash Valley Secrets. Vinny, what's your story? I threw up in a red lobster, like in the lobster tank. <laughs> That's not 
funny, but I'm gonna keep laughing. Was, I got. Can I tell you, as a kid, that was one of my favorite things. Like Red Lobster was legitimately one of my favorite restaurants, and it was solely to look at the lobsters in the lobster tank. Um. Okay. Speaking of which, they, it, you can't be a kid then because like that thing is sort of up there. Like maybe a teen if you're gonna define it that way. So I'm gonna go with drunk adult. I was a drunk adult. Yes. My girlfriend used to be a bartender at Red Lobster, and she'd always hook up the free drinks. And uh, one night, she kind of uh, overserved me, and I ended up vomiting in the lobster tank. I didn't even remember doing it. <laughs> well, I'm sure Red Lobster remember doing it, because those are the ones, correct me if I'm wrong, but those are the ones that they're supposed to eat, so I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, yes, can I eat the one floating in vomit? Oh, oh, sorry, too much, too much, too much. Let's keep going. Missy, w- what is your story? I won money for being the runner-up in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costume contest. Man, we should have had this yesterday for Throwback Thursday. I love me some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One of the best theme songs. Um, I do. They don't do contests like that for kids, right? Not not costume contests, like not for money for sure, right? So you you gotta be drunk adult. I was a drunk adult. Yes. My dorky friends had a little party with a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costume contest. That's not dorky. That's awesome. I was hammered and I dressed like a sudden <laughs> Michelangelo. I got second place. Hey, and hey, nice. I collected 150 bucks. Yeah. Calabunga, dude. Oh, nice. Michelangelo's the party dude, so it makes sense. Okay, look, more often than not, uh, little kid or drunk adult, the stories are embarrassing. That one, like... Brag about that. You want second place in a Michelangelo lookalike contest. That's awesome. Okay, Jade, what is your story? I cooked a box of crayons in the microwave. Ooh. Kid? I don't I don't know what would compel you as an adult to do that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think they would take much, but I'm going to go with kid. I was a little kid. Yes. I was trying to make my own paint, and I thought putting crayons in the microwave would achieve this. Oh, no. I didn't use any type of plate, so all the crayons like melted in the actual microwave, ruining it. So my mom was really hardcore, and she made me eat some of the melted what? crayons as a punishment. What? And it was awful. This went from little kid or drunk adult to is this child? They made you. Okay, I once, I once for cursing, did have to have a lick a bar of soap, and it's atrocious. It was uh, Irish Spring, I think, and it's not good. In case anybody's like, eh, maybe no, it's not good. But I, crayons are non toxic, I think. But like, no, absolutely not. Chores around the house or something to pay for the what? Wow, that is too much. Little kid or drunk adults. Uh, same kind of chaotic energy. Just stories go a little bit different depending on which one it is. And actually, to that point, random thought. I don't it's I I don't want anything anybody to do anything illegal. But if you were to have a kid try and park a car, do you really think it would be that much worse than park narcs? In all honesty. Because the nominees this week. Yeah, and vote yet. Today's the day because we're gonna find out later who's the most annoying parker in Cash Valley. VFX. Really, though, who do you think would park worse? I'm not challenging anyone to go do anything illegal either, but a little kid or a drunk adult. Fresh off playing that game, who do you think would be the worst parker? Because I got to be honest, I think it'd be the drunk adult. Ames with AJ at VFX today, Friday, means we're going to find out who's the most annoying parker in Cash Valley this week, so please make sure to vote. Pin to the top of our Facebook page, nominee number one, no one see, no one to see, no one to tattle. As this car backed into a special need and stripey rectangle spot, a little, little here, a little there, 
parking lot looks empty. That may be a little bit of a caveat, but I mean, still, they purposely got to that spot. And there's no question nominee number two also personally or specifically got to their spot as well. Because, sir, can I talk to you about your spot? There's an SUV that's parked correctly, and right to their right is a stripy triangle. Another SUV he's driven in that stripy triangle because he wants to go talk to his friend, and it's like, hey, no cuts, you got to get in line. He's like, oh, wait, this is going to be just one second. And, of course, it's right in front of the building, so I'm sure the actual excuse was, well, hold on, hold on. Like, it's just going to be a second. It's fine. I just got to run it real fast. It's totally cool. Which one is the most annoying? Cast your vote on our Facebook page. On our Instagram also works as well, Utah's VFX. While you ponder, again, who would park worse, little kid or drunk adult? Because no lie, one of my first core core memories, one of my first memories I have, I think it was about four, and we were at the apartment that my dad and mom shared, and I went to turn on the car because that was what I did as a helper to warm it up. And I remember putting it in drive, driving it forward, and hitting the cement barricade because down below us was a hill. And I remember the sound it made, and I remember my mom running out to yell at me, and I know it was a light blue car. And I remember that's like my first actual memory I have of life that I can retain. And so, yeah, maybe maybe that day I wasn't the best one to park for the little kids section. I just think overall I t- might take them, especially how smart they are with YouTube videos and stuff today. Might take them over Drunk Adult. Just saying. Friday's Cash Valley Secrets Confessions. Clear your soul. Do not feel guilty ahead of the weekend. That is to come first. And then my confession. I'm off the clock. I'm off the clock. But Americans, of course, are notorious for not taking their vacation. So when does vacation actually start for you? It's never good to carry the weight of guilt around. So if you confess, whether it's dumb, whether it's actually something you need to confess about, it feels better going into the weekend. Cash Valley Secrets, it's confession time. With the Goals Gym debate today, it's Ames with AJ on VFX. Had my phone pickpocketed in the supermarket around Christmas time. I billed work for a new one, like $500. I found it under the car seat last night. They must never know. <laughs> okay. Two things. One, can we agree that falling under the car seat collectively, or may, actually maybe just even the side slot to the, the seat, like, because... It's so tiny. Like, my fingers don't fit. That is one of the worst things. I think there's a reason why I noticed this last time I flew. They tell you if your phone falls down in between the seats or whatever, don't bother. Let the stewardesses come and get it because it's so obnoxious. They, I feel like they have to have a special tool for it. Two, and as if this was not an omen for the rest of my life, when my brother and I were little, we both had Game Boy Colors, and his magically just disappeared one day, and no one knew what happened to it. We thought he lost it. It was just gone. So finally, his birthday, whatever, came around. They got him another one so we could each have one. Fast forward like a year and a half later, we were cleaning off a dresser we were going to get rid of right there. It was close in on top of it. You just lifted the clothes up. It was sitting right there the whole time. So then we had three green Game Boy Colors. Another confession, I don't know my sister's birthday. It's either July 30th or 31st. The reason I don't know is because the family dog we had when I was growing up, its birthday was July 30th or 31st. I could write it down, but I just aimed to get the card out for the 30th. I guess better early than never, but just Facebook, man. In fact, actually, I'm so mad at myself. Facebook told me it was a friend of mine's birthday yesterday, and then I didn't text him. And then I was like, oh, I got to text him first thing this morning. And I still haven't texted him because I got distracted, but that's not an excuse do I know my sister's birthdays? Yes, though I will admit it took me forever, and I actually still may have this wrong. You know, actually, no. My oldest sister's birthday is August, it's 13th or 17th, I believe. 
I wanted to say 13, but then I'm starting to feel like it's 17th. I, I, there's no reason why. For whatever reason, I can't remember hers because I know my, my brother's is the 5th. It's just been ingrained in me. And my littlest sister's the 4th of January. So that's why that one's so easy to remember. My oldest sister that was born in 2000, so at least I never forget how old she is. <laughs> Another confession. Every one of my exes has gone on to meet the love of their lives right after me. Genuinely fantastic people, extremely intelligent and kind. Meanwhile, I'm having to face the fact that I may well be the problem. I don't want to kick you while you're down, but generally if after so long, certain things happen again and again and again, there's a common denominator. That's kind of that's what you usually would say is the problem. I will tell you, though, called uh, there's a Dan Cook movie called Good Luck Chuck that's basically every girl he dates and breaks up with immediately gets married to the love of their life next. There's a stretch of like five, six girlfriends from end of high school to college where I had something with them, dating them, whatever, and then I separated from them, and then they got married afterwards to the next guy that they were, and I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like, this isn't a good position to be in. I didn't get quite to that last sentence of yours, but that was ultimately the truth, so I wish you well. Support. Uh, and lastly, I smashed a glass of sentimental value at my boyfriend's house. I tracked down an identical one on eBay, ordered it to my work address, replaced it, and haven't told him. Sneaky. But at the end of the day, I think this is one of those white lies that's okay because the sentimentality is attached to the object from the person who gave it to him. But as long as they don't, like that one seems okay, right? If it's an identical one, you're going to get them all worked up about it as opposed to just letting them live the happiness of their lives with a identical glass in this situation. I think you're in the clear there. I'm sure it feels good to get it off your chest, but I don't think you have to feel too guilty about that one. Confessions, Cash Valley Secrets, starting the Goals Gym debate at 8. I got a, a confession for you. When it comes to vacation, I'm off the clock, I'm off the clock. Now, Americans are notorious for not ever taking vacation, not ever taking sick days. So my question for you is, when does vacation actually start? At what point are you like, no, 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 vacation. I'm done. Don't bug me. I'll get to it when I get to it. At what point does vacation start for you? Like you think to yourself, I'm off the clock. Don't bother me. I'm on vacation. Goals Gym debated eight. Games with AJ, VFX. Poll of the day was that simple question. At what point does vacation start for you? Is it when the workday ends? When you check in somewhere? When you finally actually start to travel to wherever your destination is? Because I got to tell you, I think that mentality would help. The sooner vacation starts for you, right, the less likely it is to get sucked in. So we've got uh, Braxton on the phone. Braxton, when does vacation start for you? Hi, my wife and I always get a massage when we're on vacation. It's super okay. relaxing. It helps us chill out. And it feels like that's what officially starts the vacation. Once we get our massages, we know we're on vacation. <laughs> okay, so, th- okay. I know, I would just say, but I think that means, to me, like, kudos to you, by the way. Good call. Uh, like realizing you're on vacation as opposed to starting vacation. Because I tell you, that, there's a lot of window there that I don't I don't want to operate in getting the massage. Unless you somehow got a masseuse like on, you're like, we're going to this hotel, the masseuse is the book. Like we're going to drop our bags off and we are off to the spa. There's a lot of leeway there. Got it sooner, sooner. Vacation starts sooner. When, when does vacation start for you? Emily? I'm on vacation once I'm checked into the hotel. There is nothing relaxing about packing or traveling. Like, yeah, it's nice to be away from work, but that's not the only stressor in my life. 
sitting through three flight delays is not a vacation. Okay, fair point made. I was going to argue with that one, but fair point made. So being in the airport while necessarily not feeling like vacation. Okay, I can concede that. Because so here's the thing for me. So good news is both Emily and Braxton, I'm with you. At least you're not thinking, okay, still taking calls. Because for so long, right, I was like, oh, I'm a, I need to be available whenever they need me. Absolutely not. Do not do that. For me, I can tell you, vacation starts. It may not feel like vacation, so a little bit different than, than Emily and Braxton. But like, when I'm off the clock for the day, and a vacation now is officially starting that next day, whatever, I'm on vacation. Now, if you want to reach me and I feel like it's something easy to do, I'm, I might get back to you. However, my confession is, like, I'm off the clock, I'm off the clock. I got vacation because when I'm on the clock, I'm on the clock. And interestingly enough, uh, out of there was a poll about this. 2,000 U.S. adults were asked about just various vacation things. 29% of people said the final workday is the official start of vacation. So whatever the last workday is, 3 of 10 people are like, yep, yeah, done. For me, today. Got a couple days I'm going to be gone. At the end of today, once I get off the clock and everything taken care of, everything I need to be done gets taken care of, I'm off. I'm done. I'm on vacation. I punched out for the day. That means it's a, the next day's over. I see, once, <laughs> I think of it like cash registers at a business. I once worked at a clothing store, and I got a, I had a lady that was really mad at me because she stayed 45 minutes past closing, bought something, then she went to walk out. I followed her, locked the door because, again, she stayed 45 minutes past closing, and I ran, sh- shut the computer down. And I was told... Computer shuts down. It does not come on again until the next day. It logs it as the next business day, and that's what I told. That's me. Computer shut down for the business day. Ain't coming back on until the next one. Vacation has started. <laughs> so tell me on the poll today on our Facebook page, when does vacation actually start for you? Because kudos to Braxton and his wife for massage but earlier, man. Mentality started way earlier. Speaking of vacation, I'm doing a little road tripping for my vacation, and my question is, do you have a road trip specific vehicle in your partnership, your family, or do both of your vehicles work fine and you're just doing better than I am? Does anyone else recognize the notion or the phrase, this is an A to B car, this is a road trip car? Aims with AJ on VFX, or do both of your cars function the way they should and you're just obviously doing better than I am? Growing up, my dad bought a 1996 Hyundai Accent brand new. He had that car until two, three, maybe four years ago, max. It's his. I learned how to drive it. My brother learned how to drive it. It was our car for a while. And, of course, it was an old car. It started to fall apart, so it became what Pops called an A to B car, which meant that, like, in town, you could take it wherever it's fine. It functioned as a vehicle. But interstate, all that, not a good idea. Don't do that. And that notion has, like, continued. Most of my cars have been A to B cars. I'll tell you now, the car I'm driving is an A to B car. I was told, it's fine. You can drive it in, you know, in the valley wherever you need to get to. Suffices. But don't take it on the interstate. Because, for instance, like, I'm going on vacation for a couple days. I'm doing a little road tripping. I'm taking Ashley's car. She bought a new car. That is our road trip car because mine is an A to B car. And I was just curious if that notion existed for other people because I have talked to like uh, my buddy of mine, he's actually coming to visit here shortly. And I've told him, uh, you know, ah, this car's. It, it, you, you, I made the mistake saying it's not supposed to go on the interstate. And then we drove and he's like, what, what are, we, are you just going to be okay? I'm like, it's just not advisable because it's just, it's seen some things. It's worn down. It would be preferable to go here. And we got there fine. We got there back and fine. No big deal. But. Of course, he had no idea what the heck I was talking about when I said, well, this is not supposed to be an interstate car. This is the A to B car. What does that mean? And 
asking me for the life of me, don't. Like, why would you? Because one, I don't know. Clearly, I don't know anything about vehicles. So I just accepted it at face value. If it's wrong, then I'm wrong. I'm not going to know one way or the other. So I just said, oh, yeah, A to B, no interstate, no A to B card. Any explanation? No, just don't take it on the interstate. Good enough. Let's do it. Is it a thing that exists for anybody else? Because it still functions in my life. It's actually the reason, like, one of my goals for this year is I would like to get a vehicle, honestly, partially before the next winter because dealing with this car in the cold has not been fun. But I also would like to not just have an A to B car. If I want to go on a road trip, I could take it as opposed to Ashley and I making plans. we got to swap vehicles so I can take her car. You can take mine because, like, for the Region 11 season, right, cover football, basketball, we travel. Whose car are I taking? Hers. It's not the A to B car. I'm just curious if that notion exists for anybody else or my family lied and I've just perpetuated this in and now have spread it and now there's going to be a few more people and that's just how it starts. Basically, an A to B cult. That's what just happened. <laughs> I bet you never thought you wanted to know if the cliches – Birds of a feather flock together or opposites attract was more true when it comes to what works out in dating. But now you do. And I've got you. The problem with cliches is there's a cliche for everything. So how in the hell do you figure out which one's the one that's actually supposed to be the way you go? Because if you're in a relationship and maybe, for instance, Ames with AJ on VFX, maybe, fella, got two ladies, you're not sure which way to go. One opposite. Opposites attract, though. One, so similar. You feel like you're almost the same person. Birds of a feather flock together. Which one do you go with? Well, in this situation, you didn't want to, you, you weren't sure. You didn't know. You didn't wake up thinking, I'm going to find out which one of those is true. Well, when it comes to a relationship, Americans were polled 20,000. Birds of a feather got 33% of the vote. Opposite track got 30% of the vote. The other, what, 34 per, 37%, excuse me, I can't do math, is unsure. That's a big majority of the vote. But 33%, slight majority, think you're more likely to have a successful relationship if you have someone that you have a lot of stuff in common with. The birds of a feather flock together as opposed to the 30% opposite to track. Now, I do think the, the problem with relationships also is that the always number one caveat is no matter what, there's no rule that applies to all relationships because I think you can do it both ways. The big thing is regardless, but especially if opposite track is communicating. How do you communicate? Producer Butters and I in, a, in our work relationship is a prime example. Him and I oftentimes seem to think the same things, but we don't communicate effectively often enough in the same way. And so we get into stupid arguments when we're both saying the same thing. Like the other day, I was asking him a question, and I was like, oh, is this going to be nights and overnights? And he said, no, 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 this is the nights and overnights, basically. But he said it in a different way, and I was like, okay, yeah, so that's what I meant. And I've started to understand him a little bit better, so at least we don't get the, thing, we don't get in the arguments. But that, what I would say, is the part of it is communicating effectively. And part of it is the fact that him and I, I think, are very different in a lot of ways. Now, it's not to say that work relationship can't work. It's not to say an actual relationship can't work, because I think it's good to have – your own things very much. I think, you know, there's a honeymoon phase and I get that right. You're in a new relationship and everybody loves you. You want to spend as much time. You can't get enough of them. And that's all that. And then that fades away. And then you're left with, you know, the actual person. And I think it's good to have your own thing, to be able to want to do your things. But the other caveat to that is do your significant other, at least engage, give you the room to feel like you can be yourself and be dorky or nerdy or whatever it is about your thing. And even participate. 
prime example, I think, for instance, Ashley, my girlfriend, super big outdoorsy person. I am not. But because it's important to her, I will go camping. I will go hiking with her. And it's fun because she loves doing it and I like being with her. It's ultimately not my thing. Doesn't matter. It's a good time. I do have a family member who 100% does not do that. I have a family member who's married. Their partner loves outdoor stuff. They have never been camping in their life. Will not do it. And they've asked me about it. I say, yeah, it's not really my thing, but, you know, it's beautiful to be outside. They like doing it. Doesn't really bother me. I think in that case, an apathetic attitude helps you a little bit more. Not necessarily great to just be come out and say, well, I don't care. We can do whatever you want. But they want to do it. I'm along for the ride. You want to enjoy it? Let's go do it. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, most everybody just wants to have somebody to share something with. But according to Americans, you're going to have better luck slightly if you're more like the person than different. Latest from Alesso, Katy Perry, When I'm Gone on Utah's VFX, home of Utah's hottest music. So make sure you never miss it with our app, which is totally free, Utah's VFX in the App Store. Or, of course, you can stream us online, utahsvfx.com. There is no denying for Park Narks this week, both of our nominees, aims with AJ at VFX, parked on purpose. And I guess to quote Hitch, if you're going to do something, what does it say? Start this day as if it was on on purpose. You're going to do something, do it on purpose, go big or go home. Nominee number one, no one to see, no one to tattle. Definitely back in the spot, definitely in a special needs spot, definitely in a stripy rectangle. Though not to be outdone, nominee number two, the SUV is in a stripy rectangle, stripy triangle, excuse me, parked next to someone who's parked correctly as if they were leaning over to whisper a little secret to him. I got to tell you, I thought absolutely it was going to be nominee number one because, well, People backing up doesn't bother me. I know it is at some points for some people a thing that they don't care for. And it just kind of makes it even a little bit douchier, to be honest, that that dude has backed into it, doesn't it? Because, like, it's a special needs, a stripy rectangle, and yes, the parking lot is empty, but they backed into it. That being said, I'm making the case for the loser because nominee number two in a squeaker, a squeaker was voted the worst parker in Cash Valley. That little pst. Not to mention the probably excuse of, hey, I'm just going to run in real fast, so I'm just going to park on this rectangle that's in the way of everything, and I'm not actually allowed to park here, but it's it's only going to take like two seconds, so it's totally fine. Probably doesn't jive with people either. So, congratulations to Narker number two. They found the most annoying parker in Cash Valley. They will win a Johnny O'Sputnuts gift card on top of that. They will, of course, have their nominee move into the tournament at the end of the year to determine the worst parker of 2022 you see bad parking submit it facebook twitter instagram utah's vfx all of them work and again and always thank you for all the submissions they continue to come in this is a great year for nominees also thank you to everyone that votes as well on instagram on facebook thank you so much vfx is facebook roulette especially on a weekend just so important i think to have some joy on the facebook page but we're talking earlier about correcting misinformation and just aj knight on Facebook, find me. We're friends. Could be your post I like and share. Of course, find Utah's VFX across all social media. Today, I landed my friend Patrick. It's a picture of a tweet. It says, my age is news to me every single time I remember. Which someone else replied, says, sometimes I can't even believe I'm a grown-up. Which, last one, hard facts. Second one, or first one, surprisingly true. There is a stretch there. I turned 33 this year, and I only know that because I've ingrained it in my head that that's the age I'm turning. But... For the ages of 32, as I'm finishing that, and 31, I kept doing the math wrong, and I was like, how old are you? 33. No, wait. And it wasn't even a modicum of joy 
to be like, oh, wait, I'm not quite that old. It was still just like, I'm. who cares? I've given up keeping track of it. I'm over 30. Don't count on me for anything. I'm old and on the downslide. It's just so obnoxious. I get that. The greatest thing ever. My oldest sister was born in August of 2000. So easy to keep track of, right? Piece of cake. Every single time. Uh, the AJ Knight across all social media. Utah's VFX across all social media. Find and add both of us. Thank you for all those that vote and submit for Parknarks. Monday, a new one will begin. Search for Utah's VFX. Speaking of our social media, anywhere podcasts are as well. Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, we are there. And a big thank you ahead of time for Mr. Greg Tanner. Be filling in while I'm gone a couple days for vacation. So be careful with the weather. Safe travels. Enjoy until uh, Thursday afternoon for me. Don't do anything. Excuse me, Thursday morning. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.